All right, everybody, welcome to the Sound Mind Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Hoffman. I'm so happy to be back and be joined this week by Mario and Bethany, a couple of our newer members of the organization. And I'm actually going to let them introduce themselves a little bit. So Mario, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself musically and personally and uh, about your role at Sound Mind as well? Sure. So my name's Mario Forte. Uh, I'm a cellist, classically trained cellist. Uh, I'm from Albuquerque, New Mexico, and I am currently the administrative assistant for Sound Mind. So I I joined, I guess, like three, three and a half months ago or something. Um, I was kind of in the middle of a job search. Uh, I had, <laughs> my background was, I mean, I was really planning to play in orchestras and things. That was kind of what my goal was. I had an undergrad in performance and I started a master's in performance, but I had some injury issues and COVID came up and things happened. So I was kind of spending this past year figuring out new things and what I wanted to do. And um, I, I got a job recently and I'm going to be moving to Portland, Oregon working for a new music organization there. Thank you. So excited about that. Um, excited to be part of Sound Mind. It's been like a really great part of the past few months. So um, yeah, here I am. Awesome. Awesome. And I'm grateful, so grateful for Mario, for everybody listening, because um, a big part of his job is basically just organizing my brain, which I so desperately needed and uh, could not do it without you. So thank you. <laughs> um, on first to thing Bethany. she told me about the job. Uh, yeah, that is the first thing I think I told you. That's really funny. <laughs> um, Bethany, we'll go to you. Um, tell us about your musical and personal background and your role at Sound Mind. Yeah, I'm Bethany Pierboom, and I grew up in Salt Lake City, Utah. And I play viola, also classical, um, orchestra root. I thought for a while that I was um, uh, chamber chamber music bound, wanted to be in a string quartet. And um, part of actually some of the joys of exploring uh, orchestra music came with coming to Chicago and joining Civic and playing on um, such an amazing stage with really fantastic musicians. Um and I am on the development team at SoundMind. So I have a little bit of background as well in kind of donor relations and some uh, mostly tracking numbers and stuff like that in donor database. So um, I will be following through with all those numbers for, for the development side of things with SoundMind. Awesome. Thank you. And we're so happy to have you too. Um, I'd love to ask both of you now, you know, why you got involved with SoundMind, what attracted you to this organization? Uh, Bethany, let's start with you for that. Yeah, I think uh, most, the, the biggest part of my answer is probably familiar to a lot of people, saw the amazing things that SoundMind was doing and um, wanted, believed really strongly in the mission and still do, of course, and wanted to be part of it. So, um, you know, saw the podcasts, uh, um, events, coffee tables was was a part of some of those uh, discussions over Zoom and on Facebook and stuff like that. And had a little bit of an in as well when I asked my colleagues in the Civic Fellowship to join them on the 
a big panel event that we did this past June, which still feels like ages ago, but also like it just ended. Yeah. 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 (laughs) So still, still warm fuzzies from that. Um, even though it was like two months ago now, um, yeah. So a lot of the, you know, the mission of, of just, um, making it, uh, good and normal to talk about mental wellness in, in our field in classical music. Um, and the, especially just the, the emphasis that sound mind puts on our value as people so far above, um, just our, or, or zoning in, I guess, on our value as musicians resonates really strongly with me as well. Thank you for that. Really appreciate it. And again, like, so happy you're here. And for those listening, um, I wanted Bethany to join the team for a really long time. Um, and we've been, she's been like sound mind adjacent for so long. Um, so when we talked about it more, I said, you know, just come to a meeting. I promise it'll be fun. I promise it'll be a good time. And, you know, I've, in my experience with this organization, after people come to one meeting, they're a little hooked. I think we do have a lot of fun and care a lot about each other. And it's a very, it's a very fun community to be a part of, I would say. Absolutely. Um, I was hooked after that first meeting. Yeah. Good. Good. It works. We're not a cult. I swear, everybody. Um, (laughs) So Mario... (laughs) Mario, why did you want to get involved with SoundMind? Yeah, well, I feel like I just want to add that I was very nervous for my first SoundMind meeting because I had no idea what to expect. But, yeah, that's fair. But I, I agree. I, I was hooked after that one and I wanted to be part of it. Uh, so, I mean, the reason I was introduced was through our illustrious now board member, Kevin Kupana. Uh, I met him as I was doing many, many Zoom calls with people I mostly had not met and was just trying to kind of get advice on maybe areas in arts administration that I was looking for. And I talked to Kevin and he mentioned this organization and asked if I would be interested in maybe joining. And I mean, I was, I had so much time on my hands. I was really excited to have something (laughs) that I cared about that I could be like helping with. Mm -hmm. And so that that was, I mean, I was already really interested. And then I think just understanding the values of the organization sold me all the way. Uh, Especially, I think the stuff about identity resonated the most with me. I felt like coming out of music school, I had a very unhelpful approach to like what I thought I should be doing with my playing career Mm -hmm. and the sense of like, if I'm not making all of my money from playing the cello, then I'm like not a musician anymore or yes. something. Mm-hmm. Yes. And th- things like that were so frustrating. And I don't think I even started to get over that until this past year when I was barely playing and was just kind of living at home and, and applying for jobs. And I started thinking about like what is important to me and, you know, what I kind of missed out on in school I always kind of admired the people who did many things, but I felt like I I wasn't good enough at the cello to like afford time to other things because I just needed uh, to be practicing. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And um, I feel like, you know, then I got to be part of the workshops we did for NOI about like a month after I started and just seeing students who were in a similar position to me recently, right now, a few years ago, whatever it may be. Uh, I just, I really like want 
students to get this idea sooner of, of, you know, what a musical life could be and all sorts of facets of like being important as an individual and not just a violinist or whatever instrument you play. So, yeah, I guess I just, just really like the mission and I feel like it's important and that it's helpful for students. Thanks. Yeah, I think you touched on a lot of really awesome things. Um, identity is something we talk a lot about in our organization. And I think that the team members and our board members too now um, do a pretty good job of showing that we care about each other as people. And I think, you know, if more musicians just, you know, asked more about people than, you know, what they play or what they're working on, even just going that extra mile really does make a huge difference um, when we're thinking about identity and things like that. Um, Mario, as a follow-up question to you before I ask you the same question, Bethany, um, you mentioned you had some playing injury issues. Um, can you just talk just a little bit about that and how that's kind of changed your mindset um, on playing the cello? Yeah. So I'd say at first, uh, I kind of had like some days, certain parts of my body wouldn't feel great, but it wasn't a consistent enough thing until like April of my junior year of undergrad. And then I was practicing. And then all of a sudden my left pinky started going numb. And for string players, it's pretty hard to avoid using your pinky. So I was, I was like really stuck. Cause I knew didn't, you know, obviously my hand's not supposed to be numb. And so I should probably stop practicing. <laughs> and it was a, it was a very bizarre feeling of like the only thing, I mean, kind of, as I said, I felt like I needed to be spending all my time practicing. And then that was suddenly taken away from me in a way I couldn't do it. And yet, and then it started to feel weird that I was like studying performance and couldn't do that. And I'd say, I mean, I managed to graduate on time. I made it through my senior recital and everything and was just playing kind of minimally. I felt like I got it under control uh, when I took a gap year after that and then went into a master's and things came back, some pain in the arm, some of the numbness still. And I, it made me question, like, do I want every day of playing the cello to be like, I, I take the instrument out. And then I just wonder how long am I going to be able to play this today? Like when, when is my body just going to stop me? And yeah, should that be something I need to worry about all the time? <laughs> Cause it didn't make me enjoy playing very much. And it was hard to get to a point and feel like I needed to fix technical problems and all these things and deal with nerves and just doing that on top of the injury, I found very stressful and really more than like the physical problem. I felt like it was just hard to think about and, and wrap my head around. Yeah. I think it's really interesting because at least in my own experience, I feel like so many musicians have had some kind of playing related injury or something that comes up during their musical careers. Um, I would say most musicians that I know, um, it's more rare. I would say to meet a musician that's never had any physical problems whatsoever. Um, I remember seeing on a, uh, I think it was the Chicago Symphony's Instagram or something. Um, they, it was the musicians of the Chicago Symphony. So the players private Instagram 
and they said um, it's Beethoven week. And the picture they had was um, like a bunch of like Advil, I think, and some cough drops and like people with like ice packs and things like that. And I was like, Oh, that's like, (laughs) yeah. You remember this post? Yeah. Yeah, You saw it. Yep. Um, That I was like, well, I'm glad they posted it on one hand. And on the other hand, I was like, Oh wow. That's like kind of scary and kind of terrifying that they, that they have to do that at all. Um, I think we really underestimate what we're doing to our bodies. Um, my teacher in undergrad always said we're athletes of the small muscles and uh, couldn't agree more with all that. You know, we do tons of repetitive motion all the time. Makes a lot of sense that at some point um, with all the stress that we put ourselves under something, something might happen. Um, So thank you for sharing that. It's injury can be a pretty taboo topic uh, for musicians um, for, for the, some of the reasons that you mentioned even too. Bethany, have you had, uh, have you experienced anything kind of like that? Yeah, I've definitely experienced. Yeah. I mean, I think just like you said, most of the time, the answer is yes. Um, and if it's not yes, then it might be, well, maybe I think so. Like it's something didn't feel a little bit right. But I think most of the time, even if a musician is not fully aware that they've had an injury, they've experienced something. Um, but yeah, I've had, I'm, I actually have a lot of uh, jaw and teeth grinding issues, which is not great for playing viola. Um, so I had some in grad school, I had some, uh, some weeks when, um, I had just had to, to stop playing and kind of reevaluate, start from ground up and just do five minutes at a time. Um, I, I did not in, while I was in school, I did not have any, um, uh, any injury that was so obvious that I had to just quit playing altogether. But after school, um, I, it was, uh, working an administrative job for a music music festival in uh, in Ohio, and was all I was doing was practicing. I wasn't learning too many new things. I was um, just like focused on some auditions and um, thing, no performances really, and just absolutely overdid it and got some tendonitis issues as well. So in my in my left hand. And I ended up, you know, I didn't, I didn't talk about it for a long time and um, used it too much and probably got it too far and then ended up getting um, a cortisone shot in my wrist and didn't play for a month. Um, And that's a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, it was really unfortunate that I didn't um, advocate for myself sooner and stop when I felt something. Um, But since then, since I was forced to like, I, I mean, I had a cortisone shot in my hand and couldn't use it for a week. Practically. It just, it was completely numb for a while. Um, and so I was forced into, um, building back up and taking it slow. So, um, now with a little bit more awareness of, of my body, I'm back and playing again. And I still do have the question though, especially with this last year of not performing so much of, um, you know, where do, uh, how important is is performing viola in an orchestra to me um, versus other things in my life, other aspects of who I am? Um, and then, you know, do I do I want to uh, want to be the kind of musician who might do that kind of post where like it's Beethoven week, so I just I just have to have a lot of painkillers mm-hmm. and and that's how I take care of myself that week. Um, I think it's 
yeah, it's it's a question I'm still asking, and and right now the answer is still yes. I wanna I wanna find a way to get my body to to support me in doing that, um, mm-hmm. and we shall see. Yeah, thank you. I um, also want to point out to those who may not know that Bethany works at a bike shop um, and does a lot of work on bikes, and you've been doing that full time, right? Yes. Yep. I'm actually the store manager. Amazing. Amazing. Um, can you tell us a little bit? more about that, you know, you've grown to enjoy it. Um, and you are, you were also in civic this past year and working full time and obviously bouncing anything while being in a training program is difficult. Um, being in a full-time job, working for a full-time job, um, while doing a training program is even more difficult. So can you tell us a little bit about how that has gone for you or how that went for you now that the season's over actually before we head into, before you head into another season at civic too. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, one thing I will say that made it more possible this last year was that so much of the programming being, um, remote was, was cut back a whole lot. So just as far as hours committed to being in the the civic training program, and then also working at the, the bike shop was, um, it was more possible simply, simply because of that. But, um, it does in a way it's, it's really, um, a good reminder to myself that there are other things that, um, help, uh, give me energy and joy and that's bikes. And that's a good thing. And it's okay if I come home after a long day at the bike shop and, uh, you know, decide that I'm going to bed and that's how I'm going to take care of myself. It's okay if I wake up the next morning and, and I want to play my viola and not go on a bike ride to, you know, training, exercising kind of bike ride. Um, so it's, I definitely can't say that I've, um, like figured out the, the exact right balance for a really sustainable, um, experience with both bike shop and orchestra at the moment, but I'm certainly a lot further along than I, than I had been. So it's nice to have both music and bikes in my life. That's great. And I can definitely relate, um, having worked full-time the past year as well and trying to do civic with you as well, um, that it was just, it's very hard. It's very difficult. And yeah, it was only possible because we were doing it online. And I don't know that I ever, even though I worked there for a year, quite found the right balance for myself. Um, but I've been thinking a lot about practicing lately, um, because I'm about to head off to new world and we're playing concerts every single week. Um, and how I haven't, you know, played very much since March of 2020 and, you know, just kind of accepting that and being okay with that. And, you know, there's no sense in beating myself up for it because it's what's done is done, but also that it was like a conscious choice, um, in order to make sure I did things like you said, like sleep (laughs) and see friends and take care of myself. Um, which is something obviously we want to support here at sound mind as much as possible. Mario, did you have anything you wanted to add to that? I I think the idea that just like you can do more than one thing has been very important to me. And I've been amazed at how many people figured this out well before I did. <laughs> and I like never noticed. I was like, oh yeah, that person, yeah, they, they play the flute. That's what they do. And then my brain just stopped. And then mm-hmm. I started realizing like, maybe I don't just want to play the cello. And then I look around me and yeah, all these people have been thinking about the same issue in different ways. So I think it's like awesome that that Bethany was able to find this and have 
more than one important thing taking up her day in a way that adds joy and you know makes her you know care about things yeah definitely and you know when we're in school you know when we're we have a major and our major is our instrument it's hard to see anything else other than you know our major and what we're doing and our instrument and like our identity as musicians um and so it can be hard to or can be very easy to pigeonhole ourselves into that one identity like we kind of talked mm-hmm. about earlier um i want to ask you both um kind of a fun question now i love ending with some random questions for you um what is your go-to like jam right now? Like you get in the car, you're going to listen to some music. What song has been your go-to this summer? And Mario, we'll start with you. Oh man. I, so the way I listen to music, I just like have an album that is like the only thing I listen to for a bit. And then I like don't touch it for a while. So I'm just going to say like this album that I just started listening to the other day. That's by Between Friends. It's called We Just Need Some Time Together. It's an EP. And I felt like it was just like giving me good summer vibes and it was just putting me in a good mood. And so I was really enjoying listening to that. Awesome. Awesome. And Bethany, what about you? I have not been listening to a whole bunch of new music recently. It's all been very familiar stuff. Um, And I have just been going back through Mumford & Sons, I Know More, just on repeat what a classic <laughs> yeah nice that's great i got really into uh the bo burnham the latest bo burnham album uh-huh. after seeing inside um obviously he talks a lot about mental health in there which i can appreciate and mm. then also um doja cat's new album too is pretty good kind of had that on repeat as well mm. so I couldn't but yeah get through inside in one sitting i had to like spread it's a it lot. out over a few days it's a, emotionally it's a lot um i actually haven't seen it. i haven't gotten myself ready to do it yet like it's still on my watch list yeah, yeah. i advise people to like have emotional space ready when they watch that because it is a lot to take in. And I didn't realize that I saw it once and I was like playing a video game at the same time. So I wasn't like fully paying attention, but I did find myself like crying at one point and I was like, Oh my God, what is happening to me? And then I started listening to the songs more and then I watched it a second time and I was like, okay, this feels much better. Um, But now that I'm prepared and knowing that going into it. So for those who haven't seen it, I think it's amazing, but Um, definitely will make you feel a lot of things that maybe you weren't necessarily ready to feel (laughs) when sitting down to watch what is supposed to be comedy. (laughs) Yeah, you you need to like devote all of your attention to it and then yeah, stop if you need to, but it's it's good. (laughs) Take breaks, like you said, take breaks if you need to, it's okay. (laughs) Um, Well, it's been so nice to just chat with the both of you a little bit more. And I'm just so happy that you two are part of this team. Um, So thank you so much. And thank you to those who are listening. We have a lot of really fun things lined up for the fall. Um, So we hope you tune in and keep an eye out for some new things happening at Sound Mind. Thanks, everybody. Woo! Thank you.